www.ashbusiness.com. Business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors. Okay, welcome back to the AEC Business Podcast. June Jewell, owner and CEO of Acuity Business Solutions. Today, June has agreed to answer the following hot question. How can AEC companies make more money in the year 2014? June, please tell us your top eight tips to make more money this year. Hi, Phil. Thank you very much. Well, I think there are certain things that A&E firms can do to uh, improve their business management and operations of their firm. And uh, I've summarized it into eight tips for 2014. Um, The first thing is to uh, adopt a profitability culture. And what this means is uh, many firms don't realize it, but they actually hurt themselves in terms of making money because they're not focused on profitability as a major goal of their uh, business operations. Many firms uh, focus on winning business and um, obviously delivering a great project and keeping clients happy, but profitability also has to be a major focus. Um, And that means setting goals for your employees, holding them accountable, keeping your eye on project profitability, and um, just making sure that all of your employees are educated and understand how the company makes a living. That's great. Uh, the (laughs) The second area is, uh, and this is something I I practice myself on a regular basis, and that is to be able to differentiate yourself by uh, becoming a thought leader in your specific niche area of expertise. Um, And thought leadership is one uh, of the best ways to differentiate your firm. Uh, These days, you know, with the economy and the the economic problems that we've had over the last uh, six or seven years, a lot of uh, A&E firms have become commoditized. And uh, what that means is they've been forced to lower their fees, and it's been much harder for them to be able to get the higher fees that they used to get in the early 2000s. And they've been forced to bid on projects that um, have really low profit margins. And it sets you up for um, a lot of problems, including budget overruns and, uh, and sometimes losing money on projects. So the key to this is to become the expert in your field by uh, producing uh, marketing content and getting your firm branded um, in social media and in co- at conferences and in the industry in a couple key areas. Um, an example of this is one of my clients is a traffic consulting firm, and they have become an expert in robotic parking systems. And, which is a fairly new technology, and it's kind of you know cool and high tech. And uh, they're writing about it, they're speaking about it, and they hired a PR, PR firm to help them differentiate themselves in this area. So now whenever anybody in the media wants to interview somebody about robotic parking systems, they go to this uh, company and ask them to speak about it. And so it's a great way to differentiate yourself um, you know, in a, in a specialized area of expertise. Okay, so um, so that that's that, third that's tip, very good. It, yeah, sorry, I was, I was going to say. Um, so um, so what you're saying is that basically through specialization, companies are able to charge much higher fees and and set themselves aside, and presumably, um, yeah, basically getting on on the speaking 
public speaking circuit really makes a big difference, right? I, I believe it really does help. Mm. And it also has people coming to you instead of you having to spend so much money on marketing and, and, and competing as much. Um, mm. when, you're, when you're the expert, everybody wants to hire you. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I've seen it working, and it's, it's a great um, strategy. Okay, and what's the next one, June? So the third tip is um, to prepare better estimates. And I believe that uh, uh, budget estimates for your project are really the key to the success of your project. Um, Your estimate becomes your proposal. Your proposal becomes your contract, and your contract really ends up becoming your scope and your budget. So if you don't do a good job in the estimating process, you're really setting the project up for disaster to begin with. I find I go into a lot of firms and they have all these Excel spreadsheets and templates um, and old ways of doing estimates. And it really just doesn't work anymore. Uh, You need to have a more sophisticated process and real deep understanding of how your projects really are going to work. And make sure that your uh, employees who are preparing these estimates are using the best processes, the best templates, most up-to-date rates, and um, really, you know, building in contingencies and other um, best practices to make sure that your estimates are are sound and are going to make the company money. Hmm. So I I guess there's a lot of different types of estimation software out there is there anything you can recommend some people are using yeah some people are using really good software uh, i work with the Tech vision system um that has an estimating tool but there's you know even uh, most companies i i believe are using excel and excel can be great but it can also be really dangerous mm. because um you, it can have math errors in it um I find firms that are using rates that are from, you know, overhead rate is three years old and really doesn't cover their costs anymore as their employees continue to get pay raises. Um, the, the, the information in those old spreadsheets isn't accurate. Okay. And what's the fourth tip, June? The fourth tip, which is probably one of the things that I preach to my clients the most often. Right talk I give on this one. Um, Good time management is really essential to uh, successful project management and being profitable in a firm. Uh, If you think about timesheets affect everything in your business, Um, project reporting, billing, payroll, uh, your employees' holiday and PTO accruals, uh, employee performance management reporting, your overhead rate calculation, and you're really your ability to capture and bill extra services, which is really important. I personally recommend daily time entry, and most people cringe when they hear that because they can't even get their employees to do it uh, weekly. But daily time entry really is the most critical um, and, and important thing you can do to make money on your projects. It, your time will be more accurate. You'll ha- be able to get real-time project reporting and alerts. And um, it's just much easier to stay on top of employees, really, when they're doing it every day. It's just to got to get them in that habit. Yeah. Okay. So the surely the the point here is that it's very important that all of the time paid for is actually recharged to to the to the company properly, right? 
Right. And if you think about it, um, if employees are not doing a good job on their timesheets, then that flows through to your billing and your job costing. And then you're not able to capture extra services. Uh, It makes it much harder to go back to your client and ask for more money. And um, it just it affects everything. It's it's if you think about it, if you were selling diamonds for a living, you would lock them up in a vault. But most people don't treat their employees time like that. Once that time is gone, it's gone forever. You can never get it back. Mm. Uh, time is a really valuable commodity. Yeah, that's a very good point. And how about the fifth one, Jill? Yes, so my fifth um, area of focus is on managing your project scope. Um, and I saw a survey recently that showed uh, they went out to a whole lot, you know, three or 400 A&E firms, and only 40% of those firms were um, had a regular practice where the project manager sat down with their entire team at the beginning of a project and shared the details of the project scope with the entire team. And um, that was really shocking to me because that's one of the key things that you can do to ensure that your team is focused and really knows what's included in the budget. Uh, if you have fixed price contracts, Hmm. Uh, and you're not following that scope to a T, you're going to lose money Hmm. um, one way or the other. Uh, It's critical for teams to know what they're supposed to be doing, uh, to monitor on a real-time basis what they're spending against their budget, to know if they're burning money too fast or too slow, and to be able to recover extra services. Uh, If you're not monitoring your scope, some of the things your clients might be asking you to do may be outside the scope of the contract, and you're going to lose money because you're not able to recover those. Mm. So um, basic, basically, this is the um, the job of the the company's financial manager, right? And and presumably the relationship between the finance manager and the project manager should be quite close. Yes, that's true. Um, and and I believe that the project managers um, in most firms have not been well trained. Mm. on financial management and that's a big reason that they suffer in this area Mm. okay and what's the sixth tip june yes well my background is in technology systems and um i go into firms all the time and i see them using outdated systems uh old systems for managing their time and expense for managing their projects and their budgets for preparing proposals or managing employee resources and scheduling. And if you don't have a good system, then there's a, a lot of things that that affects. Number one, your employees are probably wasting time looking for information or doing things um, inefficiently. They may be entering data in more than one place. They may be entering it in a spreadsheet and into other places. Mm. Um it's critical uh, to really make your employees as efficient as possible in order to maximize their efficiency and profitability of each employee. Mm. And um, if you don't have a good system, you're going to be using Excel and maybe some other non-integrated tools. Mm. And um, it, it just really makes a difference. The most successful firms out there have really good systems and they really spend the time and money to train people how to use them properly. Okay. Is it, do you actually offer software reviews of companies? Is this something you do? 
Yes, we do. Um, I actually, when I go in to talk to companies, I actually have something I call the $100,000 challenge because I believe I can find $100,000 of additional profit in any firm that I go into. And I look at three things, the people and how well they're performing, the processes that the company is using, and the technology and systems that they're using. And those three things have to be in sync with each other. So yes, uh, we do a system audit for our clients that are using our system, but really any company um, can do this and can can uh, um, really make a big difference by focusing on their systems and every year setting some goals for how they want to improve their systems. Mm. That's great, June. And how about your seventh tip? Sure. Well, um, as I just mentioned, we like to focus on people, process, and technology. And number seven really deals with the people. And that is to prepare the future leaders that are going to be leading your company um, down the road. Um, I have found, if you look at the demographics of the typical A&E firms, or you go to any of the um, conferences um, in the U.S., we have the ACEC conference, which is the American Consulting Engineers Council. The average age of uh, principals in these firms is is getting older and older, late 50s, 60s. And these guys are going to want to retire at some point. Um, but many of them have not done the necessary groundwork to ensure that the next group of people coming up to take over for them um, have the business skills and the project management skills to be able to keep the firm at that profitable level. Uh, having a solid management team is critical to the firm's success. Uh, the, the, the owners of today need to start to extract themselves from the business and let these younger people come up and, and mentor them and teach them how to run the firm and um, give them the business skills that they're going to need to be able to help the firm to be profitable as they transition. That's great. Now, um, are, you, are you ever um, asked to groom a client company specific for, specifically for succession planning purposes? Well, yes. Um, you know, I have some firms that have bought uh, many, many copies of my book, uh, Find the Lost Dollars, and they give them out and, and use that as a training tool for their for their um, project managers and other young principals that are coming up. Uh, I've done, gone in and done what I call a project manager boot camp, which is, uh, you know, one or two day, depending on the firm, uh, training for these guys and, and spending several hours in the early part of that teaching the basic financial management skills that that many of them just never really uh, understand. Uh, many of these guys are given reports every week or every month showing how their projects are doing, and they don't really understand where the numbers are coming from and the impact of these numbers uh, on the company as a whole. So um, I think it's really important to train future leaders and turn them into business people as much as possible. Mm, that's very good. And how about the last one, Jim? Yes, yeah, so this is kind of a 30,000-foot view of the firm, but um, having a, a, a mindset in your company that um, you're continuously focused on improvement. And I believe at the beginning of every year, and, and you know we're still in, in January of 2014 right now, this is a great time to take a, 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 consensus, a census of what's going on in your firm um, discover the areas that need improvement and prioritize them into which ones are going to give you the biggest uh, return on investment. 
and really hone in on a couple key goals that you can set for 2014 to improve your business. Um, if your systems aren't up to speed, I would recommend that's a great area to focus. If it's your project managers that need work, focus on that. If it's your processes, your estimating processes, your proposal processes that need an overhaul, focus on that and focus on how to make them better and measure the success of what you're doing. So I recommend looking at your current metrics. Um, and in my book, I focus on three key metrics because I feel like sometimes it's overwhel overwhelming for people, some especially design professionals. They get um, overwhelmed with numbers. And so focusing on a th couple key metrics, I like to focus on your win rate, your utilization rate, and your project profit margin. Look at those numbers and figure out, you know, what would a one or two percent increase in those numbers look like and just focus on attaining those those increases and you will see a, a big difference in your profitability by doing that. Hmm. What, what, what is a typical win rate for a small or medium sized construction company in America? What, what would you expect? Well, it really depends on whether you're um, focused more on public work or private work. The win rates for public rate work are a little lower, maybe around 20 to 22%. So one out of five projects. Mm -hmm. um, and for a commercial project, it's usually around 32 to 38%. It really depends on a lot of factors, depending, you know, what niche area you're working in and what your reputation is and whether you're, you know, it's a repeat client or it's a new client. Um, but if you think about it, if you're winning, uh, for example, 33% of the projects that you pursue, that means that 67% of the money you're spending on business development, marketing, and, and proposals is lost. And that's a large percentage to lose. So winning a few more proposals a year can make a huge difference for the firm. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of best practices around that that really have to be focused on, like making sure you're going after the right projects and doing a, a really good go, no-go uh, analysis up front. Okay, that's really great. Thanks very much, Jim. I think we're, we're, we're ne nearly against the deadline now. But um, could, could you just um, clarify your, your guarantee? Are you, you are guaranteeing that you can find $100,000 in any small to medium-sized construction company? Is that right? Yes, well, I can. But there's one caveat to that, and that is that the owners of the firm must be willing to make the recommended changes that are going to be necessary to get that money back. And that's where the rubber hits the road, because um, many firms I go into really already know what the problems are, but they're not willing to make those changes. So if, the, if they're willing to make those changes, I can definitely find them where the money is being lost and um, help them improve their business and get that money back that's great um jim can, can you remind us um how how can people listening to this podcast contact you and how can they obtain a copy of your book sure uh, my book is called find the lost dollars six steps to increase profits in architecture engineering and environmental firms it's available on amazon and um so it's easy to get I also have a website called findthelostdollars.com, 
And my company, Acuity Business Solutions, which specializes in um, uh, business consulting, and uh, we're a Dell Tech premier partner. We specialize in helping people with technology and improving their systems. And we have our website is acuitybusiness.com. And there's a lot of uh, information there about what we do. There's a, a blog um, where you can read lots of related articles uh, about what we're talking about today. That's great. Thank you very much, June Jewell. My name is Philip Wiley, representing AECBusiness.com. AEC-Business.com. Business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors.